1: Hello, Lakers Nation. Welcome in. Trevor Lane here for LakersNation.com. You can find me over on X at Trevor underscore Lane, over on Instagram or Facebook at Trevor Lane NBA traveling. So not in my usual studio visiting family right now, but do want to talk a little bit about Team USA versus New New Zealand and our guy Austin Reeves. What an incredible performance again by him. Before we dive into it, though, quick reminder: make sure you like this video if you're over on the YouTube channel. Podcast listeners, make sure that you do follow us over on Apple Podcast, Spotify, wherever it is you listen to podcasts. And of course, give us that five star rating and review. Great way to help out the show. All right, let's start things off with Austin Reeves. What he provided for Team USA in this game? Well, it's no surprise at this point. He just does what Austin Reeves does. He goes out there, he provides stability does all the things the team needs in order to win and does them all so efficiently. You look at him, he's knocking down three-pointers for the U.S. He's knocking down uh, field goals, getting to the free-throw line, doing everything that they need him to do. Finishes two of two from behind the arc. That's something that's going to be really important for the Lakers this season, that Austin can step up, not just in terms of his three-point shooting. We know that's really good. He was 40-plus percent three-point shooter last season for the Lakers, but can he also step up? with the volume of shots that he takes. And that might mean him taking a few more threes off the dribble in less comfortable situations. Wouldn't surprise me if we see a little bit of a resulting dip in his three point percentage, but nonetheless, for this Lakers team, I think it's going to be really important that he continues to shoot because it's clear that he's one of the better shooters on this roster. Two of two from the free throw line as well for Austin, four of six shooting overall. Again, that's, is fantastic, fantastic work from him. And what I really liked too was three steals, three steals for Austin Reeves and six assists and winds up playing 22 minutes. Look at that. He played the third highest minutes on the team. Only Jalen Brunson and Anthony Edwards played more than Austin Reeves. Now, Perhaps the the crowd there in the Philippines helped to influence Steve Kerr's decisions in terms of the rotation. They were a very pro-Austin Reeves crowd and pro-Laker crowd, which was great to see, Lakers Nation. You guys are incredible, and especially over there in the Philippines, they were letting everybody know they were big fans of Austin Reeves. He did an event, too, where people were going crazy for Austin. So very cool stuff to see for our guy Austin Reeves. But nonetheless, I think it's clear that Steve Kerr has realized that If you want to win games, Austin Reeves is a guy that you can rely upon, especially in a game that looked a a bit sloppy in the early going. In fact, the U.S. was uh, actually losing this game for quite a bit for a good chunk of the first quarter, even into the second quarter. New Zealand was hanging around, and it took some of the bench guys coming in to really stabilize everything for Team USA. Austin Reeves, of course, being a big, big part of that, which brings us to a bigger question here for the U.S., Uh, And that is the starting lineup. Do we need to see a shift there? Should we see maybe Austin Reeves? Should we see Tyrese Halliburton, someone else get into that starting lineup? And I think here is here's really the the crux of the problem. Whether the solution is Austin Reeves, whether the solution is Tyrese Halliburton, you can see it in the stats from this New Zealand game. The starting group did not shoot well from behind the arc. They didn't. You look at these guys. You've got Mikael Bridges, 0 for 1 from 3. Brandon Ingram, who admitted that he's struggling right now, only played 15 minutes. He's supposed to be the guy on this team. Anthony Edwards said, nope, it's going to be me. But Brandon Ingram, we went into this thinking he was going to be the guy. 0 for 1 from deep, only played 15 minutes, and has talked about how he's struggling right now to figure things out with Team USA. Anthony Edwards, who's been great, who's been fantastic on both ends of the floor defensively. He's been an, an incredible disruptor, but 0 for 3. From behind the arc, Jalen Brunson, one for one, Jaron Jackson didn't shoot any threes. And that in particular can be problematic. We've seen this starting group struggle to hit from behind the arc. It's a problem when you've got all of these guys who at their core, their default setting, if you will, is to be scorers. They're going to get the ball. They're going to take their man one on one and they're going to get to the basket and try to put the ball in the bucket. Not as easy to do in FIBA as it is in the NBA, where a lot more contact is allowed. You're allowed to bump guys off of their straight line drives to the basket a little bit more. More contact at the rim. You're not getting to the free-throw line quite as much. All of these things can create problems for these guys who are essentially ISO scorers. And you look at this starting unit, even Jalen Brunson, who is nominally the point guard, what he tends to do most is score. He puts the ball in the basket he looks for his shot first now he can pass and he's thrown some really nice passes for team usa at times this uh, in the last few weeks but what he really wants to do is score and so when you've got a group like this five guys who really are at their best when they're scoring the basketball with the exception of you know maybe maybe the second best defensive player in the nba jaron jackson jr second best for guy anthony davis of course Jaron Jackson Jr. is the only one who maybe acts in more of a a defense and and spacing type of role, though he does pretty well in the post there. But these guys are all score-first players. And so you can see it. You see the stagnation on offense, and New Zealand was able to capitalize on that. They turned over that U.S. team quite a bit as well. Again, a lot of these guys, they are not ball distributors. They are scorers. And so when the ball is in their hands and the situation calls for them to pass it, Sometimes that is a little bit awkward, and we saw that play out against New Zealand here. So we've been talking about this in the entire buildup here. All of the exhibition games, all of the uh, the friendlies as they get ready for the World Cup, that the starting group, there's just something clunky about the offensive end of the floor. And I think they're missing a ball mover. And so it's not a surprise that Austin is getting funneled more minutes as the game goes on. That We're seeing Tyrese Halliburton get more minutes pushed to him as the game goes on, because these are your two primary ball movers. So as Steve Kerr is adjusting to the game on the fly, he's got to insert guys who can move the ball and get guys shots in the appropriate positions. And it begs the question, if you're starting to do that as the game goes on, if you're reacting to the problem as it's happening, are you better off just anticipating it and starting the game with one of these ball movers in there so that you don't wind up behind the eight ball trying to dig your way out. Because you know what? You get away with it against New Zealand. You get away with it against most teams. And who knows? Look, the U.S., they may still win. Even with these issues in terms of the the offensive clunkiness with the starters, they may still win, even with the starters digging themselves a hole early and often. But it's not that likely to happen, right? If they don't make some kind of a change, the U.S. could wind up in some real issues when they face some of the better teams Here in the FIBA World Cup, there's the the, the quality. It's not 1992 anymore. The quality of these teams is such that if you don't have a well-structured lineup out there on the floor, you can get yourself into quite a bit of trouble. As we saw against New Zealand, who is not one of the better teams, and they were able to capitalize on the U.S.'s issues with that starting group. So I do wonder if it's time to finally pull the plug on this starting five. I like all these guys individually. I'm not saying they're bad players. These are good, talented players just the fit isn't quite right. So taking a Tyrese Halliburton, taking Austin Reeves, putting either one of them in the starting lineup, ideally for Jalen Brunson. I know he's the guy on this team. He's the, the leader in the locker room, but his skill set in particular seems like it would be better suited to coming off the bench for team USA and putting a true distributor in at the starting point guard spot. It probably goes to Halliburton. Although my biased opinion, I want to go to Austin Reeves, you know, I've seen him get to run pick and roll a bit here with team USA had a few nice passes, did have one bad turnover, but had a really nice pass out of a pick and roll that led to a bucket. He can do it as well. If you want to keep his three-point shooting, you want to keep his all around versatility on the floor over Halliburton, you could start Austin Reeves with that group. Curious to see what Steve Kerr does. Does he keep this starting five? Cause let's face it. If you bench somebody at this point, if you change it up at this point, there's going to be some hurt egos. Does he just keep this floor, this group on the floor a little bit less or Does he do what I think may need to happen, rip the bandaid off and change out this starting lineup? The other thing that I want to address, again, this is going to be a shorter show here today, but the other thing I want to address is Paulo Bancaro. Um, What a phenomenal performance from him and and so badly needed. You know, I've been talking about this quite a bit over the last few weeks, as we've seen Team USA, that Paulo's fit just wasn't quite right. Um, It felt like he was being... Put into a Draymond Green-esque role with this, this U.S. team that Steve Kerr was trying to put him into that kind of a role and that he just didn't look very comfortable in it. And so we've talked about whether or not Walker Kessler is the should be the preferred option, have some rim protection in there, even though you do lose the offensive firepower that Carroll gives you. Walker Kessler's rim protection looked really good for Team USA at times in the exhibition round. And there was real debate about whether or not Paulo Bancaro's minutes should disappear. He was turning the ball over all the time. His spin move was getting called for travel every single time. And even yesterday against uh, New Zealand, he starts off the game, gets into the paint. where the first plays he makes, he throws a pass out to Austin Reeves at behind the three-point line, and he throws it like three feet over Austin's head into the stands. And we thought, oh no, here we go again with Paulo Bancaro But the reigning rookie of the year, it finally clicked. He finally, as the game went going, got going and looked as though something finally just fit for him, particularly on the offensive end. And sometimes we see that with players where they get the ball to drop offensively and that can open some things up, gives them that little burst of confidence. And we saw him, frankly, and I don't think this is even close. Paulo Bancaro was the player of the game for the U.S. Drops a total 21 points in just 18 minutes on 8 of 10 from the field, 6 for 8 on two-point shots, two of two from deep, three of five at the at the free-throw line, chipped in with four boards, but his scoring was fantastic for the U.S. We saw him flying around the floor defensively as well, was doing some good things on that end of the floor. You look at four blocked shots. It was though the whole energy around his game picked up, and we finally saw what Steve Kerr was going for here. So even as we as I look at the starting five and I question, should Steve Kerr finally make a change here? Look, Kerr's also being rewarded. I was questioning last, uh, last show, last time we saw one of these games, I was questioning whether or not Paolo Bancaro should continue getting minutes. Here he is rewarding Steve Kerr for having the faith to keep going to him because he had an incredible performance and helped the Americans surge ahead and beat New Zealand here. So fantastic stuff from Paulo Bancaro. Again, an incredibly talented player questions about the fit and whether or not he was going to fully get into that kind of draymond green esque role it felt like suddenly things just worked offensively for him and that really sparked him on the defensive end of the floor as well again four block shots he was all over the place look if paulo is blocking shots like this well that takes away some of the incentive to put in walker kessler because that's mainly what you get out of walker kessler it's block shots it's rebounding, it's rim protection. If you're getting this out of Paulo Bancaro and you get the added benefit of his offensive game, which is way more diverse than Walker Kessler's, well, then there's not much of an argument to make to go to Walker Kessler instead. You might as well just stick with Paulo. So all the credit in the world to Paulo Bancaro. Incredible, incredible performance for him. Certainly the player of the game for Team USA. Now, coming up tomorrow, we do have the U.S in action once again and that's going to be team usa taking on greece and that's taking place at 5:40 pacific time now i will have that game broadcasting over on playback it is pretty early i don't know if we're going to have anybody in there doing the play-by-play i won't be available for that one but the game will be on playback you want to go and watch it there I'll see if I can talk Sean Davis into getting up super early again and getting over there for that one. But uh, even if there isn't somebody there, the game will be there broadcasting over on Playback, playback.tv slash Lakers Nation. So if you want to go hang out with other fans, watch the game. You can chat uh, throughout the game as well. Uh, That will be up there over on Playback again, playback.tv slash Lakers Nation. Thanks, everybody, for joining Appreciate all of you. Make sure, again, that you are liking this video. Turn on those notifications as well on the YouTube channel and podcast listeners. Make sure that you do follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever it is you listen to podcasts. Till next time, everybody. See you and stay safe.